0: Welcome, everyone, to Bill Talk. And for those of you keeping track, this is episode six. All right. Episode six. Time is moving on. Now, interestingly, today's episode is actually going to pick up a little bit where episode five left off. And you'll see that there's a pretty strong correlation between the topic of our last show and today. But today, we're going to be taking a slightly different perspective in that we're going to discuss a series of questions, some of which I've received, some of which that I've come up with, that deal with a very critical situation that's been going on here in the state of Pennsylvania, but it also is playing out in many other states as well, so it's not just a Pennsylvania thing. Before I get to those questions, I have a few points that I would like to clarify first, and before I get to those, I'd like to do what I like to do at the start or the top of each episode. And that's to say this, whatever opinions I express during an episode of Bill Talk, I always want to make sure that everyone understands they are my opinions. I always encourage everyone to do their own research, to find out whatever it is they can about any given issue or subject or topic and form their own opinions, and hopefully form those opinions based on as many facts and statistics as possible. When we have guests on the show, they'll be expressing their opinions just like I'm expressing mine right now. So I really think that's important to note, and that's why I like to kick off every episode with that little disclaimer, if you will, because I think we all do ourselves a disservice if we don't do some research on whatever the topic is, even if it's the NFL draft, a little research, pays off. Those clarifiers that I, that I talked about, I think these are important points that need to be made before I jump into those questions. And some of these I may actually repeat a couple of times, because that's how important I believe they are. First thing I'd like to talk about are a few things that, that I hope people understand. And I hope that can take place or hope that happens. First thing, I would hope that it goes without saying that the health, safety, and wellness of everyone in Pennsylvania should be the main priority of every citizen of the state and every elected official of the state. I would also hope that raising a critical economic concern or series of concerns like those I will be raising in today's episode in no way shows any disrespect or lack of understanding of the pain and suffering this health crisis has brought to so many. I myself, I know far too many people who've been stricken by Or who have lost loved ones to this nasty ugly virus and folks that is exactly what this is this is a nasty ugly virus you don't need me to tell you that many of those impacted by the virus are concerned they're really concerned they're worried about us reopening too soon and putting more people at risk i understand that i respect that and i would hope that anyone with an open mind would do the same i also hope that those who've never signed the front of a check, and by signing the front of a check, I mean those who own a business, okay? Those who've never owned a business or never signed the front of a check, I would hope that you could try and understand and respect the crushing, I mean crushing, financial pressures being felt by those who have, or those who are. Just as I've known far too many people impacted directly by the virus, I know far too many business owners who've put their life's work, their life savings into their business, and they've been decimated financially by the shutdown through no fault of their own. And that's something that I will repeat and repeat often. It's been through no fault of their own. Now, I would hope that those still employed could understand and respect the concerns of the millions of folks across the state and across the country who've lost their job and their ability to provide for their families. And I'll say this, when it comes to providing for a family, every job, every single job is essential. The virus itself, it's taken a huge toll, including the ultimate toll on far too many innocent victims. My thoughts and prayers are with them. And they'll continue to be with the loved ones left behind. Now, as for those questions, there are several critical questions that, to the best of my knowledge, they haven't been asked. And for the sake of everyone involved, I hope that they are asked. And more importantly, I hope that they are addressed as soon as possible. Here, is a list of those questions that I would like to see addressed. You can switch up the order if you'd like. Um, some of them are related, some follow up to the prior question, but in totality they add up to the questions that I feel need to be asked. Let's start with this one. Since the onset of the mandated shutdown in Pennsylvania, and that day was March 19th, I remember it well, At 6 o'clock, Governor Wolf gave his announcement that the state would be uh, mandating this shutdown. So since that day, March 19th, how much financial aid has been provided by the state to the businesses that were impacted and the employees that were impacted that worked in those businesses? Were any projections run as to the total number of businesses that would be impacted by this shutdown? I haven't seen any. I'm wondering if they were run. The term used here in Pennsylvania when the mandate was issued was life-sustaining versus non-life-sustaining. And there was a five-page spreadsheet that accompanied the press release from the governor that night, March 19th. And they were going to start enforcing that mandate two days later on Saturday if you were a non-life-sustaining business and you decided to remain open. I'm going to get back to projections now. Have any projections been run as to the estimated number of businesses who will not reopen as a result of the financial impact of the shutdown? I've heard several key business leaders and economic experts go on record as saying that perhaps 30% or more of the small businesses who've been forced to shut down in states across the country will never reopen their doors. Can we expect a number or percentage similar to that in Pennsylvania? And have any projections been run to determine what that number might be? Along those lines, how much tax revenue is generated on an annual basis? Let's say we look back over the last five years. How much tax revenue has been generated annually at the local and state level by small business and the employees who work for those small businesses? How much? As a follow up to that, what is the projected revenue shortfall at the state and local level due to the projected number or percentage of businesses and jobs that will not return? We know there's a number. Have we done any projections? Have we put together any models to see what those numbers or what that outcome might be? There's going to be a shortfall. So the question there is, who will be charged with making up the shortfall? When and how? The mayor of Philadelphia has already gone on record within the last couple of weeks and saying that the city has already seen a $650 million shortfall in revenue due directly to the virus. Now I'd like to ask about some consideration. Was any consideration given to providing financial assistance at the state level, not the federal level, not PPP loans or any other federal loans, at the state level? Was any consideration or has any consideration been given to providing financial assistance at the state level to the businesses ordered to shut down through no fault of their own? If the answer is yes, what consideration was given? If the answer is no... Why wasn't consideration given? Was any research conducted to compare the cost of, and I hate this phrase, but this is how it usually ends up, bailing out the impacted businesses? So was any research conducted to compare the cost of bailing out the businesses impacted for the duration of the shutdown versus the cost that I spoke of a minute ago? The revenue that's going to be lost for years, if not decades to come, when 30% or more of small businesses never reopen. What would have been that cost-benefit analysis? What might that look like and has it been done? Yes, it would have cost the state a lot of money to provide financial assistance to the businesses, but what will it cost in the long run when those businesses and those employees are not paying in to state and local taxes? Has any research been done as to the financial viability of businesses remaining solvent if they are required to adhere to what's being called social distancing measures or guidelines, or if they have to open in a phased or ramp up approach. In other words, if a restaurant is told you can reopen, but you can only serve 25% of the customers you used to serve, or you can only fill your space to 25% capacity. Has anyone done the research as to the financial viability on an industry level as to where and when or how that can work? Because many business owners will tell you it won't work in their business or their industry. So I'd like to know, has any research been done to look into the financial viability of businesses who have to open up or reopen on a ramped up or phased in approach? Is it unreasonable for a business owner to expect financial help from the same government that forced him or her to shut down through no fault of their own? Is is that unreasonable? Have any tax breaks at the state or local level been considered to help reduce expenses for the businesses that are fortunate enough to survive the shutdown? Businesses that survive this shutdown, they're going to be hurting they're going to be staggered and limping into a reopening phase. So have any tax breaks been considered or any other kind of break been considered at the state level to help them when they're basically going to be on life support when they come back? A couple of questions directly for our elected officials. Have any elected officials within the state of Pennsylvania been mandated to forego their taxpayer funded salaries during the shutdown? And have any elected officials volunteered to forego their taxpayer-funded salaries during the shutdown? I don't know if they have. I don't know anyone who knows if anyone has. But I think the people of Pennsylvania would like to know. This next question goes directly to the governor, Governor Wolf. What steps would Governor Wolf consider as reasonable for a business owner forced to watch his or her life savings disappear as a result of the shutdown. The governor made it clear in a press conference on May 11th that any business owner who chooses to open his or her business against his guidelines or his ruling in the counties that are still considered red, that they would lose their use and occupancy license. They would lose their health license if they held a liquor license. They would lose that They would be unable to secure or maintain insurance because they would be breaking the law. He made all those points perfectly clear. So the question, Governor, is what steps would you consider reasonable for a business owner to take other than sitting idly by with their doors closed and watching all of their money disappear? I believe that is a reasonable question to ask, and it can be asked in a respectful way, and I hope that it can be answered in a respectful way. Now, my sincere hope is that each and every one of these questions can fall upon the ears of an elected official or more than one elected official in the state of Pennsylvania. My sincere hope is that these questions can be asked and answered in a respectful way. And my sincere hope is that these questions and the conversations that result from them that they can generate the free flow of ideas and the kind of discussion open honest candid discussion that we desperately need right now that kind of discussion needs to take place it's not about name calling it's not about fighting it's not about arguing It's about the economic reality of what's going on and more importantly, what's going to happen if some things aren't done. We need to find a way to come together. We need to find a way to work together. If someone does not want to reopen or go back to work because they're afraid of of getting sick or, or getting a loved one sick or bringing the virus home to someone who's in a compromised state of health, that needs to be respected that needs to be honored and that needs to be understood and we also have to figure out a way to not expect a person who's put their life savings their life's blood their energy in some cases for decades for generations into a business we can't expect them just to sit there and watch it all go up in smoke can we can we honestly expect that can we expect them to just sit there and let that happen I see both sides of this issue, and I would hope that, and actually there's more than two sides, there's always more than two sides to any issue. I just hope we can find a way to come together for the sake of those who are respecting, understanding, and dealing with the mental and physical health aspect of this, and also finding a way to, as I stated earlier, earlier, walk and chew gum at the same time because the far-reaching, long-reaching economic impacts of this could be just as, if not more devastating than what we've seen during this period of the virus itself. I thank you all for listening. As I always do, I really and truly appreciate it. If you liked what you've heard, please feel free to share this podcast or any other episode of Bill Talk. If you haven't done so already, I hope you'll subscribe. And if you can, tell a friend hopefully they'll appreciate it but you know what i know i will so thanks again everyone for listening until the next time